Alright, how we doing everybody? I'm your host Will Reddington and welcome to another episode of Red Talk. Our show is brought to you by Vegas Live 365. If you are looking for a way to bet on sports from the comfort of your own home, if you're tired of driving across the bridge, Vegas 365 is your spot. Message me, Will Reddington 4 on Twitter if you want to get set up, whether you bet $5 or $5,000 every single week. Vegas 365 has you covered. Our show is also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy Sports. Use promo code RED with two Ds for a $20 deposit bonus on any deposit, $20 or more. Thrive has awesome NFL contests rolling each weekend. You could win up to $10,000. And of course, we are also brought to you by O'Shea's Irish Pub. O'Shea's Irish Pub, as concerts and events start to return to the KFC Yum Center, there's no spot more equipped to give you the best pregame or the best postgame you could ever ask for than O'Shea's Irish Pub, downtown 123 Main Street. Very easy to remember. All right, let's get it going. Red Talk, we are back, and it is Christmas. Wow, I am so excited about that. Favorite time of year, and there's a ton of sports, obviously, but there's also a ton of fun to be had with your friends and family. Everybody gets some time off work. Wow, nothing better than Christmas. Austin, what's up? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Will. This is the best time of the year. I'm so happy that we're both so joyous on this uh, Christmas week. Yeah, uh, we're so joyous, and you just heard my little intro. You know, our show is brought to you by, i tell you what our show is not brought to you by, Squadcast. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> horrendous app. What, what a horrendous website. I'm sure they're going to shut me down. Somebody's watching me. But we have been trying to start recording this for 20 minutes, and I am freaking out. But I'm going to pull it together because it's Christmas and because I, I didn't have an episode last week, and that's uh, that's on me and uh, both of the people I record with, actually. So I refuse to take all the blame. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. I can't remember um, who sings that song, but it's uh, it's very accurate. Oh, it's, it's Andy Williams. Good job, Andy. And I figured we'd start off the episode today by with a little something for everybody before we jump into some quick picks. I have my top five things that just I do on Christmas. Number five, I make girls watch movies that mention Christmas for like two minutes. Like, tell them all this is a Christmas movie. And there's maybe one scene with Christmas because I've seen every Christmas movie 90 times. I'm tired of it. So a lot of that, a lot of people really. What are some examples of those movies? Uh, uh, Ghost of Girlfriends Past the other night. Uh, it's Christmas literally for the last three minutes. Unbelievable movie. Matthew McConaughey, Jennifer Gardner. One of the best movies of all time. Great message. Uh, d- d- love it. Awesome. Uh, why Him? Is Why Him a Christmas movie? James Franco? I think that's just an overall Christmas movie. The it's movie technically Christmas. Christmas time. They don't really mention Christmas that much. It's just like Christmas in the background. So things like that. I like like to, you know, I got that big list of my favorite movies. I like to mark down when something Christmassy happens so I can use it for the following year. Uh, number four, uh, I like to do all my shopping on Christmas Eve. I like to run yeah. around like a madman. Me too. Um, 
Oh, nice. Yeah, everybody thinks I'm such That's a psycho. Tradition. Yeah, it, I've been in. It's, I've been in a Walmart on New Year's Eve at like 10 p.m. Maybe the last 15 years. Yeah. I'll yeah, since there. I've maybe been able to have up. a car. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. can link up. Yeah, we'll link up in the midst of thousands. Yeah. It's a terrible <laughs> feeling. Uh, there's a ton of traffic. I'm not sure why I do it, especially in this day and age where I could just press buttons on my phone and have stuff show up to my apartment. But I refuse to do so. I like to listen to Run Run Rudolph by Kelly Clarkson and do everything really fast. So I will be doing that again on Christmas Eve. I'm off tomorrow. I could do it all day. Won't be doing it. Be waiting until Christmas Eve. Me too. Uh Number three, bet on the NBA. Uh, pretty classic, you know, making those little comments to your relatives. Oh, Will, it's great to see you. Yeah, it'd be great if the Nets would score. Nice to see you, too. Uh, th- that's a pretty classic Christmas moment at around 1.30 p.m. And then in, on uh, throughout the in, night. NBA Christmas is really is really going to lose a lot of luster this year. Not only because the entire NBA has COVID and, like, nobody's going to play probably, but also there's two good NFL games, which doesn't really happen usually on Christmas, so... I don't even know if I'm going to pretend that I care about NBA Christmas this year. Probably watch the first there, game because there won't be NFL on yet. There are going to be so many random dudes out yeah. there playing for these NBA teams. It's it, it's marvelous. I mean, every team has like at least eight to ten people out right now. COVID is yeah. COVID is back. Yeah, um, Taco Fall Taco Fall started a game today. Uh, Brandon Knight got called up. This is the best time maybe in recorded history to be a guy almost good enough to make it to the NBA because you're most likely going to get some playing time. Yeah, super weak for those guys, though, that do get signed and then immediately test positive for COVID. Yeah, we've uh, seen that a few times as well. Cannot be a good feeling. Uh, number two, I like to donate money to the uh, Salvation Harby and uh, hear him ring the bell when I'm walking into a grocery store. You know, it's unbelievable feeling when you hear him ring that bell and you're like, you know what, that bell, that bell's for me. Because I did something nice, so uh, that's number two easily. Can you can you relate to that at all? No, I just wish it would be cool if the actual army could score a touchdown here. Oh yeah. <laughs> now the worst is when you put money in there and they they forget to ring the bell, so nobody no, knows I'll, that you donated. <laughs> I'll stand there all night. I'll double down if they don't ring you, the bell. I actually slipped a slipped a five in there. Can you ring that bell a little louder? <laughs> Can you wait until I pull out my camera so I can film this and put it on my Instagram story, please? Um, yeah, please, pretty cool. Please film, your, please film yourself putting like one dollar in there. Be like, just nice to get back. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I don't do it for the for the fame. I, I do it to uh, to help those that are less fortunate. Uh, number one, present reactions. Um, by, by a lot. Now, obviously, there's a lot of other things that can go in here. But, you know, like when you're a kid and you, you start to learn, you got to have that poker face of like, I don't really love this present, but I'm going to, I'm going to act like I do or, or, or you're not like my little sister, Jordan used to like open up a present with open disgust of what she had received, like to who, who bought it for like, ew, and then what throw it on skin. the ground, discard it. And then the rest of the family has to like, try not to laugh because, you know, this person is just being annihilated on <laughs> right yeah it's really tough you know and i uh I, I remember being a kid and having to learn that throughout my life and and i probably won't see a ton of the negative this year but those are always incredible moments great christmas memories of uh children in disgust when they receive gifts that they don't like and that's all i got and i'm ready to get into some sports unless you want to talk more about christmas 
No, you always, your favorite thing to do, you should add to that list, is just prepare, fully prepare a list and not give me any warning at all. Yeah, that's kind of my thing. I Dude, used to give you warnings, time. but I like to save time. So uh, that's okay. you, hopefully you have a list for your picks. Yeah, I do. I knew, I always know that's coming, but nothing else, everything else is always a surprise. Yeah, it's because we're really good at this now, so I don't have to warn you about what's going on. I know on. last year we did um, the top five Christmas songs. I figured yeah. we wouldn't rehash that. I don't know. I thought maybe we'd go Christmas movies. I didn't know what was going on. My favorite nah. Christmas movie, by the way, is probably Office Christmas Party. Kind of a new awesome one. one. That yeah. one and um, the night before two newer ones. Probably my two favorite ones. The night before and Office Christmas Party are still rewatchable to me, and that's uh, that's great. Like Elf and stuff. Yeah, if it's on, I'm gonna tune in for a little bit. It's a, it's a great movie. It's incredible, but. You know, I, I would prefer maybe not to watch it. Like, what if what if Army is playing Missouri or something? You know, I mean, I feel like everybody can understand that. Yeah, Army's getting gashed right now, so maybe, maybe some Elf gets thrown on here soon. Yeah, uh, nothing like turning Army off and putting Elf on. Oh, my God, they're getting killed. <laughs> it's 7-0 at the moment for anybody yeah. listening. But yeah, uh, Missouri did go quite literally straight down the field, like 15-yard runs every time. Yeah, uh, Army is terrible. They um, made Pat's wedding worse for a lot of people. Um, okay, let's see. Let's um, let's jump into some picks. We, we can do NFL, college, whatever you want. I just have five total. So uh, there are four NFL, one college. I'll let you get us started. All right, mine are all NFL. Maybe I will find a college along the way, but... Uh, I'm going to start it off on Saturday night. I like the, this seems like a square pick, but, you know, I'm a pretty square guy. Christmas Day, nighttime. Now, for those of you who like eggnog, first of all, you're disgusting. Second of all, most people will be probably a little tipsy when this game kicks off, but I I like the Indianapolis Colts to beat the Arizona Cardinals, a.k.a. the biggest frauds in the NFL, especially without DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Colts are rolling. Cards are slipping a little bit. They just lost to... They just got blown out by the Detroit Lions, so I know this this could be called a, a bounce-back spot for them, but I, I just think the Colts a uh, better team here. To push back on that, um, the look-ahead line before the Cardinals lost to the Lions was the Cardinals by four and a half in this game. That's before yeah, the I got, a, Patriots. I got the, the raw end of the line here. but Yeah, uh, which, I mean, everybody is that's uh, looking at it this week, but... Uh, you know, the Cardinals, they lost to Jared Goff last week, and that's what they do. Uh, fun fact about Jared Goff, he's quite literally never lost to the Arizona Cardinals in his NFL career. Undefeated. Easy. Sean McVay's first loss to the Cardinals was this year with Stafford, and then he came back and annihilated them on Monday Night Football. Yeah, we all know Jared Goff is an NFC champion. That can never be taken from him, but I don't know. Just the, the offense without Hopkins, um, Kyler obviously a little banged up. That's kind of... They, the Cardinals kind of do this every year, and I don't think that they're going to like just completely lose out or anything like that. But they always start out really good, and then Kyler gets banged up because he is quite literally five foot eight and gets chased around by massive humans. So uh, he's banged up. The arguably the best receiver in the NFL, definitely their best receiver, is not going to play again until at least the playoffs. Um, Jonathan Taylor and the Colts' offensive line are rolling right now. Colts still need to win to make sure they even get in. Uh, Cardinals' one seed hopes are pretty much gone at this point so yeah I, I just i'm gonna ride with the hot team here but you know yeah um I'm, 
I'm not mad about it. I don't necessarily like the Cardinals. That's just a, that's a frightening thing. And also, Cooper Cup is far and away the best NFL receiver. I, Maybe ever. Close to saying ever. Yeah, statistically, it would tell you ever. I was having a debate last night with a friend. Do you think like a like a hybrid person of like Deion Sanders, uh, uh, Diggs, uh, Sam Madison, Richard Sherman in his prime, do you think they could guard Cooper Cup? I think they'd really no. struggle. Yeah, no, they'd have no chance. Kind of slept on um, Matthew Stafford has now been responsible for the two best receiving years of all time. Calvin Johnson and now Cooper Cup. What a hero. What a great time last night, Tuesday Night Football. Absolutely putting it Tuesday, on. Tuesday Night Football is always a great time, if we can get any football. I had to watch the um, Garrett Gilbert show, and it was absolutely electric. Yeah, there was no chance I wasn't finding my way to a Roosters to see the L.A. Rams go to war. Last was, time the Rams played the Seahawks, I was there, and I was kind of there last night, too, because the energy I brought. Surprised Roosters could uh, manage to get those both games on at the same time. Oh my God, it was a war. I missed like the whole struggle. Yeah, you have no idea. I I was literally just putting my head on the table, asking God why me. It was it's very very tough. Ate my entire entree. Fun fact: before they got the Rams on, Um, every sports bar should pay a guy just to be the remote guy. Yeah, yeah, easily. I mean, it should it should go into somebody's hourly rate. You make yeah two (laughs) fifty extra an hour. Yeah, figure it out. It, it's kind of a fun job. It takes can't be three that. minutes an hour. Can't be that hard. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Um, my first pick to jump into uh, some NFL. I'm going to save my one college one for last. Uh, I have the Bengals minus two and a half here against the Baltimore Ravens. You know, the Bengals absolutely on fire. Easy, easy win for them in Denver this past week. Uh, coasted to a 15 to 10 victory over your team. Uh, never in doubt. Was never really worried about it. Um, And I I bring this up because it looks like Dylan Bickle has tagged me in a tweet that says, please include this in the next podcast discussion. And it is that Justin Herbert is the AFC Pro Bowl starter. Wow. Just announced. Yeah. So, uh, you know, congrats to him. I don't have anything negative to say about that. Uh, Statistically, he's having a better year than Mahomes. Uh, Mahomes did just beat him uh, straight up at his crib. Uh, very recently, uh, not not long ago at all, I was with Dylan Fort, and he he brought a lot of heart to the to the fight. And um, at least at the end of the day, he's a Pro Bowl starter, so you are always going to have that to uh, fall back on. My power rankings of the current best NFL quarterbacks: I got Stafford first, uh, just edging out Joe Burrow, who's second, and I have Goff third. And and you can the best thing about your rankings is you can tell there's no bias there. It's the best. Here's it's the, the best. stand up guy. It's just analytics, you know? I mean, that's what it comes down to. But uh, congrats to uh, Justin Herbert, the uh, AFC Pro Bowl starter. That is pretty incredible. Um, what uh, Bengals, minus two and a half, though, to the, back to the game. If Lamar plays, I like this game even more. I think he's going to come out and be a little rusty. He hasn't been accurate for a month and a half now. If it's uh, Huntley, I'm a little more worried somehow, and I don't think Huntley's better than Lamar, but at least in terms of this week, the Ravens got it rolling. Scored 30 on the Packers. Could have won that game. Uh, a lot's telling me that the Bengals are going to lose this game, given that they throttled them last time. But, I mean, when you, when you get into the jungle, and it's the day after Christmas, it, it's pretty special. Joe Burrow's come out and said, there's nothing to do in Cincinnati. None of us have COVID. And with nobody having COVID, that has to help. It definitely cannot hurt to not have COVID. Yeah. 
I'm gonna yeah, my second my second pick. I'm gonna stick with the same game. Um, I'm gonna take the over in this game. I, I'm kind of addicted to Bengals overs. Obviously not against the Broncos. They are never an over team. But uh, the Ravens are still missing everybody on defense. I don't really. It doesn't really matter to me if Lamar or Huntley plays. Huntley has been absolutely balling. I'm sure some team is going to offer him ten years, 150 million in the off season. Uh, I, I just think this is gonna, there's going to be some points scored in this game. They're gonna, the Bengals should throw it quite literally every time on this secondary, and uh, Huntley or Lamar I think will be able to put up some points on the Bengals. That 44 and a half seems pretty low. I know it's a divisional game, but I'll try the over. Okay, yeah, I don't hate it. That's um, that's tough. I feel like the Ravens have gone under maybe seven of their last eight. They did look like an over team last week, and my God, the Bengals' offense looked uh, not great against your Denver Broncos. They, they did have that sweet play where Tyler Boyd scored, though. Yeah, most teams' offenses do not look great against us, but it also never matters, so that doesn't. Hey, Ravens two for two in their last two overs, though. The Tyler Huntley effect. QB one. Oh yeah. Are saying. Okay, yeah, maybe he's on fire. I don't I don't know. I got nothing bad to say about him. He looked awesome this past week. Um, my next pick, the LA Rams minus 3 at the Vikings. Um, wow. Should should the Vikings even have beaten the beaten the Bears the other night? What a horrendous ball game that was. That game was. was so bad. Oh man. I mean, it was so just like boring and terrible to watch. And the Bears, I mean, how many times they get the ball in the red zone and score zero points? At what point do you just start kicking field goals at, at any point in the game? Uh, I don't know, but the Vikings, they have a ton of talent. Justin Jefferson is a top three receiver in the NFL right up there with Cup and Jamar Chase. I like the Rams here. I think they stay hot. They're getting healthier. Sony Michelle, was Belichick the problem with Sony Michelle? Was Belichick Probably. the reason that Sony Michelle couldn't really find himself? He he looks unbelievable back there. Yeah, I was a little surprised to see Sony Michelle outsnap Daryl Henderson that much, but he, he had a really good game, so... Good for Sony Michelle. We all knew that was coming when he got drafted in the first round five years ago. Yeah, I, I love. We're waiting for this game. Yeah, <laughs> we're waiting for this game. Oh, he's been great recently. He fits the offense a little more than Daryl Henderson does. Uh, he's a great blocker. He he just looks good out there. And the Rams are coming off a short week. Yes, uh, one more day than the Vikings. But uh, this is uh, Kirk Cousins going against an absolute menace in Aaron Donald and Von Miller. Finally got a sack. Love the Rams here. There's uh, no way the Vikings win this game. All I know is it's going to be a close game on the last possession because all Vikings games are. They um, put it on the Bears, but after that touchdown on the last play, they technically won by one possession. Hilarious that they don't have to kick the extra point. Um, they would have scored one second on the clock. Everything would have been different for the spread. But, uh, yeah, the Vikings are always in close games. I don't like betting them. I don't like fading them because I don't know what exactly is going to happen. Rams, much better team, though. Should should be able to win. Yeah, I agree. Much better team. What do you have next? My next two picks are very gross. I've done this maybe 100 times this year, and I don't think it's ever worked out. But I'm going to take the Detroit Lions plus four against the Atlanta Falcons for one thing and one thing only when – NFC champion and third-ranked QB from Will Reddington, Jared Goff, held up that ball and said, "Hey, why don't we don't why don't we go win the last three? You know, why not?" So, I think he's going to come out here and uh, win the win this one, maybe, or maybe wow. they lose by fifty. Falcons uh, pretty much got eliminated from the playoffs. Finally, they were they were threatening to be the worst NFL football team to ever make the playoffs. Uh, 49ers kind of put them out of their misery. Thank God for all of us. 
So, you know, the, one of these teams is going to want it just a little bit more. Yeah, and for whatever reason, it's the Lions, and they're just not one of those teams that's going to tank or do anything like that. And I, I don't Dan even gamble. Get some boys I going. I don't know if he even necessarily knows that it would benefit them to tank. I, I kind of don't think he does. No, uh, no, they come no out. <laughs> they come out and they try. I agree. I have a uh, Packers Saturday afternoon teaser from seven to one at home against the Browns. Who knows who's going to be out there for the Browns? I don't. I don't care who it is. Bernie Kosar could take the field. The Packers are beating them by one, and. The Lions plus 10 at Atlanta. I mean, could Atlanta beat anybody by 10? I don't think so. So I, I like what the Lions are doing. And, yeah, that's a good call on the post-game locker room speech. Jared Goff, he's absolutely on fire. He's found it. If the Lions win the last three, which they play the Falcons, and then at the Seahawks, who are completely dead, and then the Packers, who could lock up the one seed before then, Dan Campbell getting coach of the year? Yeah, he should. I mean, if they win the last three, I kind of agree, depending on what else goes on around the league. But that t- that team is horrendous. They If they win the last three, it all depends on that. They'd be 5-11-1, I mean, coach of the year. <laughs> Jared it would be a hilarious coach of the year. <laughs> so I've got to be the only first ever coach of the year to win five football games. Goff, fill in for the Pro Bowl after a couple guys get COVID. Yeah, literally. <laughs> after Justin Herbert's playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah, in a different that, conference. Yeah, what about that, Dylan? Maybe Justin Herbert will be in the yeah, Super you Bowl. You can't play in the Super Bowl and start the Pro Bowl. Just that's <laughs> that's a rule. I, I, I think that basically that. shows that he knows that they have yeah, no they Super Bowl went, aspirations. They just went ahead and penciled him. They knew he wouldn't be busy that weekend. <laughs> the weekend after. <laughs> That's why the uh, Broncos. The Broncos are one of six teams to have zero Pro Bowlers. We don't, yeah. we don't want to get. We don't get our schedules mixed in. We you know we're focused on one thing and one thing only. Yeah, you got to make sure. I'm pretty Getting sure that- Burrow opted out, even though he's the Pro Football Focus Player of the Century. Yeah, I saw that. Highest ranked football player to ever live. Why do they PFL? keep doing that? Like I love Burrow, but we keep scoring 15. How is he the highest quarterback of all time? I don't know. I think Chris Collinsworth just put the random number generator out there and throw somebody up there. Maybe he's they always talk about Javante Williams is the best running back to ever play too, which which is a fact. So there's there's some fact in that. God, you're so stupid. My next pick, uh, New York Jets minus two. Speaking uh, of stupid, New York Jets minus two. Uh, the Jags, they're done. They've mailed it in. Maybe Urban Meyer wasn't the problem. Clearly, there's a lot of problems. I don't uh, know if anybody on earth has ever enjoyed watching a football game probably than Urban Meyer did on Sunday. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, Zach Wilson, though, he's started to look a little better. I think this is his coming out party. I bet he goes out there and looks great. And I bet the Jets, they, they see it. They see this opportunity to win a game, and they're going to go seize it. They almost they almost had it in Miami this past week. They, they thought about it. They are playing a lot better, including Zach Wilson. Uh, he's, he's on currently the ro- longest stretch of passes without a pick, so... He is playing better. I did think the Jaguars would come out. I didn't lay the points because it got up to a ridiculous number for the Jaguars to ever lay. But coming into the week, I did think that the Jaguars would come out and play extremely uh, motivated, just trying to show the world that, hey, this was all this one jackass's fault. We're not this bad. But, I mean, credit to Davis Mills. Speaking of looking better, I think he's going to be the the Texans QB1 next year too. He's played a lot better the last couple weeks. Um, Put it on the Jags. Easy over for all of us at O'Dolly's. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, Got to celebrate in the first half. <laughs> after that house call. Yeah, I, I, um, Davis Mills is playing for his job, and Trevor Lawrence is going to be their starting quarterback for the next four or five years. So motivation-wise, uh, it, it seemed like the Texans had a little more to play for there. And with this 
upcoming draft being so poor Horrendous. when it comes to quarterback <laughs> prospects. Yeah. Can't I mean, wait to take one. Davis Mills, yeah, he, he might have a job next year. I think he will definitely be their week one starter next year. A lot of people, a lot of these these experts, um, oh my God, a lot of these experts are saying that if Davis Mills was in this class, he would be a top five pick. That's just absurd. I'm <laughs> just telling you what the, the experts are saying. You remember that game like forever ago in the million dollar parlay? The only one o'clock game I lost was at Colts yeah, Texans over. over. And it was 31 to zero. And I was just yelling was, at the TV the whole game, begging for Davis Mills to score. That was before he found it. Yeah, I hate Davis Mills. That game really made him get back in the lab, tweak yeah. tweak a few things. I guess so. Uh, he's he's really found it, as you say. Uh, anything else from you before I get into I have my two college lock? Picks. Oh my God, go off! Five NFL picks. Um, I am going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers plus ten and a half against the Kansas City Chiefs, who are the hottest team in the NFL. Uh, this is a the COVID bowl of the year for me. Uh, Mahomes, not Mahomes, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey both might miss this game. If they do, I love the Steelers even more. I'm sure the line will drop if they miss. They still have a little time to test negative, but Steelers are playing better ball as well. They are fighting for their lives to get Big Ben one more playoff game. I don't know if they win the game. I don't think they win the game, but I think this will be close. Um, this is the most of these games with how crowded the AFC is in the at the playoff picture. Everybody's about 500. Um, I think that the Steelers are going to at least make this game competitive and keep this within 10. Yeah, that, that line is completely incorrect. I think the Chiefs should be favored by 7, 8 tops, 10. is Especially if Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey don't play. That's their entire offense. Is that a thing? I know Tyreek Hill, Tyre Hill hasn't had it the year that he usually does. but Are they thinking about not playing? Tyreek Hill is on the just got put on the COVID list two days ago, and I think Travis Kelsey got put on there the day after their last game. So I think Travis Kelsey has a better chance to play. But as of right now, they're both on the COVID list, along with Blake Bell, backup tight end. And Chris Jones, also still on the COVID list from before the Chargers game. And Harrison Bucker. (laughs) Wow, yeah. I'm with you. I'll tail. Steelers plus 10. They'll probably move that game if Mahomes doesn't have his weapons. You know, whatever it takes, they'll play it on Wednesday. Without a doubt. They definitely didn't just do that for the Rams. Yeah. yeah, the Broncos had to play a wide receiver at quarterback last year in the middle of peak COVID. Yeah, he looked a little better than that guy you all brought in the other day. Uh, yeah, Drew Locke will be uh, starting this week, so no action on the Raiders for you? No, no, I can't. I can't. If, if Drew Locke wins the last three and gets us in the playoffs, it will honestly be the most hilarious thing in all of sports history. <laughs> I promise he won't, man. I promise he won't either, but well, what if he does? Yeah, Raiders, Chargers, Chiefs for us. That's why they play the game. Yeah, those are probably easy three win losses. next week at least. But if they if they win next week, that'll be their last win probably. Chiefs will be resting starters unless the Steelers dog them. Yeah, it's very possible according to you. Uh, your last according NFL pick, known genius. Yeah, my last pick is my favorite pick. The last game of the week as of now, I'm going to go with the New Orleans Taysom Hills again against the Miami Dolphins minus three. Uh, you know, Dolphins were 1-7. 500 by Christmas was always the plan. They're on the six-game win streak, you know, to a, to a good quarterback now, apparently. They've beaten the Texans. Ravens was a good win on Thursday night, but, you know, we kind of saw that coming. Dolphins money line. And then they beat the Jets, Panthers, Giants, Jets. And they barely beat the Jets twice. 
So, I don't think the Dolphins are very good. The Saints defense is playing unreal. They are still right there for a playoff spot in the NFC somehow, even with all the injuries to quarterback. I don't think Tua scores 17 points on the Saints defense, especially if they play like they did against um, Tom Brady this week. So, Saints offense still not very good, but I'll take them here. I think that, I mean the Dolphins are so due to lose. This is the first decent team they've played in two months. They are going to have a better throwing quarterback than the Saints. That's true, but you can say that about any team that the Saints play. Yeah, and is the Saints uh, are the Saints defense the best of all time? You know, I don't know. You look They're like the it best of all night. time, but yeah, I don't think Tua will have much success against them. Yep, classic no touchdown game uh, late yeah, Sunday game night for the Saints back to back. Unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the, their offense honestly looked a little better than the Bucks. I, I think you you could say so. I don't know. I like the Saints there, but I'll I'll stay away. My uh, last pick and only college pick, uh, Air Force plus one and a half. <laughs> when is that game? Uh, it's the twenty eighth, so it's six days from now. Uh, you know, it's not it's not fun. You know, it's, it's not fun for me to have to take Air Force. Uh, it's the number one rushing offense in the country. We saw what Vanilla Vic Will Levis did to us. Obviously, Kentucky is better than Air Force. Uh, Louisville's had some people enter the transfer portal. N- not a ton of really important guys, I will say. We're still going to see a lot of familiar faces out there. Jordan Watkins heads to Ole Miss. Best of luck to him. But at the end of the day, you know, you can't you can't enter the portal if you go to Air Force. It's like unconstitutional and it's like uh yeah i'm pretty sure you signed something they got maybe they can go to like army or navy if they wanted to probably has a lot to do with more stuff off the field but i think air force comes out there with a full team ready to go incredibly focused incredibly disciplined if i know our nation's air force and i i cannot believe louisville's favorite in this game so air force plus one and a half uh probably an absolute mauling I like Air Force as well, you know, but I liked Army a lot, and they're down double digits at the moment. So maybe these maybe these military schools aren't that good against uh, some Power Five competition. Are we yeah. gonna talk about how you guys uh, ducked out of playing the Cats tonight? Yeah, I was gonna. Th- I think we can end end with doing that. So you said we ducked out of playing them. Um, I guess you just don't understand coronavirus deaths. <laughs> some things are bigger than sports. Yeah, um, I guess that's just not of, uh, serious. I think it was, it was a lot of sad Kentucky fans and a lot of happy Louisville fans on Twitter. Okay. I mean, <laughs> it's all a lot of celebrations. All right. I mean, I, I did watch some of the game tonight. Uh, the Cats played WKU. Uh, we can uh, use the, the transitive property there. It always works. Okay. Uh, WKU getting 12. Uh, you, what did UK end up winning by? 35. 35. Well, just beat the cards by 10. <laughs> You know, Louisville's a different team with Malik Williams out there at the end of the day, and they didn't have him against WKU, so it's 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 tough to say what he's would probably happen. a forty-five point difference. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. I'm hoping they play it, but I would say the chances are even slimmer after tonight after than they were before, which were already oh come 5%. on. Uh, we can't. I, I think they end up playing it. I think. I mean, if you look at college basketball each, each night, there's 40 or 50 games canceled on the on the bigger slate nights, and I think eventually UK and U of L are going to find out a few days in advance. Hey, our opponents have COVID. Let's meet up and do this. And and I, because I'm I'm not a very biased person, which everybody that listens to this podcast knows. I will say that UK will probably win that game. That's really big of you. I don't think I've ever heard you say that. 
about about basketball or football in the ten years I've known you. It it doesn't feel good to have. I've to never say even that. heard you say that you guys aren't going to beat the shit out of us. Yeah, um, you know it, it's funny when I do that, but uh, this year it would just be asinine. Like I should be <laughs> locked in some sort of asylum if I thought that. I I I just can't. You know they they've taken it away from me. So uh. If we were to beat WKU by one, and then you all would have played yeah. WKU and beat them by 35, I'd be telling you, man, you don't y'all want these cards. Y'all took their spirit. Yeah. <laughs> they gave up after they lost to y'all by one. Yeah, but they didn't lose to us by one. They um, annihilated us front to back. It wasn't a fluke. They didn't get every call. They were better at every single position, and they won the game. They were better That coached. big dude they have is nasty. He's about to be a first-round pick. Yeah. Uh, and Mr. Sharp, he's uh, unbelievable. I mean, he's really tough. Incredibly lanky. Yeah. I, he had seven blocks in the first half tonight. Yeah, clearly worked. It's, uh, it's good. They were only down nine at half. They fought for a little bit in the second half. They did not. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, saw they cut it to four. Good for them. Uh, the Cats are looking good. 30-point win against North Carolina. 35-point win against WKU. Hopefully they get to play Louisville one day. Uh, we'll see. You know, when it, whatever. You know they that, play next. Who's that? Coming home party for Tubby Smith. Who, no, they play Missouri before that. Sorry. Then who they in the Tubby world Smith. does Tubby Smith coach? High point. <laughs> God, I I should know that for sure. That's we that's start conference play against Missouri, who is horrific. Well, they just beat Utah though by eight. Good for them, six and five. And then we play High Point. Yeah, you guys will probably be ranked number one here in like two weeks. I don't know about that, but. Oh, our second, our second, uh, second SEC game. LSU, LSU is going to f- kill you all. on January fourth. It, it will be an absolute. That'll be one of those games. Like Kentucky comes out favored by like one or two in the whole country. I think on. y'all be favored unless something uh, drastic happens. Oh my, we will slaughter you all. I think y'all be like minus two. I'm so happy that I have two teams, so I can still do this. LSU has not lost this year. Looking great. A very deep team. Play about 10 guys are all good. Uh, be afraid. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure that you guys will get us once, and we'll probably get you once, and then we'll have a gentleman's handshake. And then maybe we'll meet up in the SEC tournament for it all. Yeah, see you then. All right, that wraps it up. Uh, Bachelorette, the finale, wow. Unbelievable. Michelle's journey comes to an end. I feel like it's the finale every week. Yeah, this was actually the new season starts in like two days or something. Yeah, new season starts. We get one week off. Uh, pretty spectacular. Week. Yeah, next week is actually episode two hundred. So uh, I don't maybe a normal episode. I'm not sure yet. And stuff with the with the new year and Christmas and me working so hard all the time. Bachelorette finale, unbelievable. What a show. Uh, the twists and turns. It's it's absolutely spectacular. I cannot wait to talk about it for hopefully no more than. 25 minutes. All right, Austin. Merry Christmas. I will uh, talk to you later. Now it's time for The Bachelor. All right. Bachelor Red Talk. The finale. This is why we, we do it the entire season for these moments, for these breakups, for these engagements. Wow. 
incredible, stunning ending. I'm so ready to talk about it. Lexi, what's up? I'm sorry, but like Joe got third place. I don't know, like I came on here time after time with confidence telling you guys that Joe was going to be the one and he didn't even get runner up. He is third place. So I apologize for once again leading everyone astray. And uh, yeah, I am always wrong. Yeah, we, we missed last week. And that is when Joe was awarded his bronze medal. I did say the last time we recorded about this show that from the preview, it looked like Brandon was going to advance per the amount of outfits he was wearing. And Joe was only in a limited amount of outfits. Very easy to tell. But, um, you know, Brandon kind of ends up winning me over. I, I definitely liked Joe a lot. But at the end of the show, I realized that I kind of liked all three guys. And I don't think she could have gone wrong. Yeah, I think she had a really strong final four. Um, it was a good season. I definitely think it's like one of the best seasons that we've had kind of in a while. It was intriguing. Um we made it through another year. Good for us. Another season in the books for Red Talk. Yeah, too easy. Uh, we get one week off before Clayton starts. That's just lovely. Literally cannot wait. Let's jump into the finale. So Joe's gone. We're left with Brandon and Nate, who are similar in the sense that they both really like Michelle, and that is about it. They are very different, and I felt like the main thing was that Michelle liked Nate more than Nate liked her and Brandon liked Michelle more than Michelle liked Brandon. And, uh, you know, maybe Nate and Michelle are even now after the ending spoiler alert. If you're listening to this, you watch the show. I don't know what to tell you, but like, I felt like that was a strong possibility that that's how everybody felt. And at the end of the day, it kind of works out that way, but I felt like it was so close. Like I really didn't know what was going to happen at the end. I did not have this spoiled for me. And I, I thought this was a really interesting final pairing in the sense that there wasn't a lot of drama. It's just two good guys trying to win an awesome woman. Yes, I completely agree. I was wondering if that was like the take you were getting. But once Joe got evicted, I was like, okay, everything is out the window. Anything could happen here. Brandon was looking so strong completely won me over my biggest issue that I had with Brandon this whole season is his like flowery language I just think he sounds like he's like trying to um like interpret a Nicholas Sparks novel with his whole like I'll love you until your last breath language it just feels hard to buy but the more we get to know him the more you do believe it and I feel like it was genuine you could tell that he really was like falling in love with Michelle and I think you're right I mean it was a a clear-cut choice of the right decision and the wrong decision and she sort of went with her heart but this whole time her biggest fear was not having her feelings reciprocated and that fear definitely came out with Nate and did not at all with Brandon but she didn't choose the safe option she chose Nate I felt like he was so fake because of the way he talked. But when you get through an entire season and he makes it to the very final moments and you realize he never broke character, even if it's fake, it's really impressive. You know, he's like telling her mom, 
I want to marry your daughter so bad. And her mom's crying, and he totally wins the family over. So his, his flowery language, as you called it, uh, it totally worked. He, he was just up against Goliath in Nate because I, I've heard that a lot. Nate's not a safe option. She wants her feelings reciprocated. It was kind of the feeling on Twitter a, after the finale. But at the same time, like, Nate was really sweet to her, like, the, the entire show. Like, I think the way Nate comes off makes it look that way. But Nate treated her really well. That's really true. I mean, the only real reasons that we have to question Nate is that his own, like, stepdad said he wasn't ready, and then he showed a lot of hesitation in saying that he didn't know if he would be ready for a proposal during hometown week when it's pretty crucial that you should kind of be ready for that if you're going to do it two weeks from then. And then um, and then in this episode, he once again – has a lot of reservations, and um, Michelle's mom points out that she doesn't think that he's ready for an engagement either. So that's now both of their parents that have made this really heavy statement, and I do think that it uh, shouldn't be taken really lightly. It's It says a lot to me, but again, she chose, she went with her heart. I still don't think it would have been a satisfying ending if she would have gone with Brandon, because all along we knew how she felt about Nate, in her core, I would have been like, I think she wanted Nate, but she went with the safe option. So there, it's, it's, you could see it both ways. Right. I, I just watched this little people 15 minute thing on YouTube about Nate and Michelle and how they're doing now. And Nate literally says on there, and Michelle agrees, like, it, it's so crazy that we're engaged. And they talked about all these things that they did for the first, after they got engaged, like they exchanged phone numbers for the first time. That is, absurd to think about what a wild show that that can even be a possibility in this life you get engaged to somebody and you don't even have their phone number so i think nate feeling that way is incredibly realistic at the end of the day and i thought that him coming off that way if he would have been sold yeah i want to marry this girl i want to marry this girl with how nate looks and the amount of swagger he has i feel like that would have given off even more red flags like oh he's just doing this for tv but he was so authentic about his entire process, and then he finally gets there at the end. I kind of believe him. Yeah, I could totally understand that. And, like, my major takeaway is that Michelle's mom has some sort of, like, sixth sense, and I would trust her with my life. Like, I want to run all my major decisions by her and be like, yo, are you feeling this, yes or no? And she would tell me, mostly no i'm sure but i mean i gotta appreciate that honesty it's got to be awkward now the way things have panned out but uh seemed like it uh got smoothed out at after the final rose right and I, I think nate won michelle's friends over and brandon won her family over you would assume family's more important but M michelle's family was great they were awesome on matt james's season they were awesome this time around and all the concerns with Nate are fair. I mean, Brandon literally acts like he's so lucky to walk the same ground with all of those people. And he does come off in a way that I would presume parents would think is better. So it, it makes total sense that her mom felt that way about Nate. But they, they did say um, on this little people feature they did that they really enjoyed watching the, the show over again together. 
and uh, I think that's terrific. They've uh, they you know they're falling more in love as as they watch themselves fall in love over time. They looked really cute and really happy, so I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to say positive things about it, which we should, because I don't want to come off really negatively because I really enjoyed Nate this whole season. Um, and like I said, I mean, he he did get down on one knee at the end of the day, so he's proven us wrong on our doubts with that, and everything seems okay. Um, but I do have my doubts about Michelle's judgment about Nate because – I mean, I, I really have a lot of confidence in Michelle, but I feel like she is a little bit blinded by Nate. And I say that because all these red flags would come up. She would confront Nate, and then he would give this really vague statement, like crumbs of reassurance. And then all of a sudden she'd be like, everything is resolved. I don't have any doubts anymore. Things are going amazing with Nate. And I'm like, huh? He was giving you nothing, and that kind of happened a lot. Like, she had to draw it out of him. Even this episode, their final date together, they're with the shaman, and they're like, please get emotional, just be serious for one minute. And he cannot, like, wipe the smile off of his face to have, like, an in-depth moment at all. He can't do it. It comes later on the bench, but again, like, that's a crumb of reassurance, and at this point... I thought it was too little, too late, but it, it's what her heart wanted, so I have to respect that. And, yeah, he was the hottest guy in Michelle's whole, ca- whole <laughs> cast. He looks like a Chris Brown lookalike. Um, hopefully everything pans out for them. They do look great together, and it was a really, really sweet proposal. Yeah, a beautiful couple. Chris Brown lookalike on Chris Brown's best day. He wishes he could look like Nate. Um I think something really important that Michelle says when they get engaged is she says that she can't face the fear of walking away without you to Nate. So I think that that explains all the doubt that you have. Like even with these uh, red flags, as everybody calls them, and all these worries about how serious Nate is and he can't be emotionally present maybe to, to be a little harder on him. Michelle doesn't want to not give it a full shot with Nate if he wants to give it a shot with her. And that's uh, that's the right way to live life. Like, th- this season was so weird because it was so much lower on the drama towards the end. You know, it was just wholesome. Like, I, I, I just enjoyed it. I, was, I had that, like, little feeling of, like, oh, man, what's going to happen? I think either way I'm going to be relatively satisfied i hope michelle's happy and usually at the end of the show i absolutely hate one of these people and i like the other one and uh and here we are i liked it 10 out of 10 yes i did have like like a personal trauma watching this i messed up and accidentally fast forwarded a little bit too far past the commercial and i saw brendan getting out first and i was like it's brendan I keep going back and forth between calling him Brendan and Brandon, but, like, you guys know who I'm talking about. So sorry. His name is Brandon. Um, Brandon, yes. Also want to mention that that breakup actually did bring me to tears, um, despite the fact that you couldn't even hear anything that Michelle was saying because it was, like, washed out by the sound of the waves. It was, like, the most pivotal scene of the entire show, and you couldn't hear any of it. It was amazing. Um, but Brandon crying 
really just gut-wrenching like his little veins popping out I in that moment I wanted him to be our bachelor because I just was like you deserve a love as passionate as you think that you have with Michelle I just felt so sorry for him what a little sweetie Ugh. what a cool problem to have at your engagement though you know for Nate and Brandon and Michelle cool problem to have like oh we can't hear you because of the waves because this scenery you know that that in itself total rich person problems uh really couldn't hear brandon at all i was trying to turn the volume up and do some adjustments on the background noise I, i'm pretty sure he really loved her and that he was sad i really couldn't tell uh, they, they fixed it by the time nate got up there that you could really hear them um, yeah, some gut-wrenching quotes, though. Uh, you truly will always have a piece of my heart, Brandon. I truly wish you nothing but happiness, even if it's not with me. You know, that's just one of those things that people say that's just not true. You know, you say it in the moment, in the breakup, but, you know, a couple days later, you know, whatever. And then now now that he's watching them be all happy, he probably doesn't feel that way. He probably wishes they would uh, they would break up and that she would be unhappy for a amount of time and they get back with him i would assume yeah that's what i mean by his flowery language like sometimes it's just hard to buy like can we just be real about it or like say it in an original format because it seems like it's copy and pasted by like poets of our generation just i don't know i don't like it um but i also i know this is out of order but I thought this was funny, and I just wanted to mention it, going back to when the boys were meeting Michelle's parents. Like, okay, Brennan comes in and gives Michelle's dad a pair of swim trunks to replace the ones that he was wearing when they first met, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, and then, of course, they are hitting it off so much, and they're actually crying, like Brandon and Michelle's mom are crying, and he's like, I want to be here at the end. I hope I can be part of your family. She's like, I hope that too. And as they're going down the list, or like going through the conversation, Michelle's mom is literally checking off a mental checklist, being like, check, check, check. Okay, you have all these qualities. Then Nate comes immediately to sentences in the vibes are off and she's talking to Nate and he accidentally like slips up and says I don't take love serious instead of like saying the opposite of like I don't take love lightly and she was like oh uh hate to hear that it was just such a stark contrast between the two it's um clear that they were so welcoming to Brandon and so put off by Nate poor thing yeah, such a risky move by Brandon to get it started with the swim trunks. You don't know how that's going to go over, but he, he makes the move. He goes for it. And I think at that point, you know, Brandon has the advantage of going first. And I, I just feel like that, like they, they already thought the game was over at that point. And they, they didn't really give Nate a chance. And Nate does have that nonchalant attitude. I could see Nate going in there and being like, dude, you all would be lucky to have me in your family. I am so much cooler <laughs> than you all. And, that is you know, what his vibe gives off. And then he also said, I agree. he was like, I don't have the logistics planned out at all about what it would look like after this. Like he wasn't committing to the whole, like we're living in Minnesota, even though Michelle from the beginning has been like, the plan is that I'm living in Minnesota. And Nate's like, I mean, it's an open conversation. We may just live in separate, in separate states. It's fine. Uh, yeah, well, they, they solve all that 
at the end with uh with their gift to them uh let's let's finish up with uh nate's engagement first you know he's like michelle i love you i don't ever want to let go uh musical score 10 out of 10 magical he falls to a knee uh they get engaged i teared up a little bit i did not cry during brandon's breakup but i did uh it's a little emotional i had some wine when uh nate won the show when he got engaged uh michelle really good at putting roses on that might have been edited but like oh my god she got that on fast really got better at that process as the season goes on and uh, so nate right he he doesn't have a girlfriend everything's fine yes okay just making sure that's uh that's tough i wanted to make sure you didn't read something and everything that i'd seen was not uh falsified but yeah, uh, they're more and more in love every day, and now they have a house, right? That's what happened on the tell-all. They, they get gifted a, a house. They got gifted $200,000 for a, a down payment on a house. I thought that was spectacular. I mean, imagine how much, like, Big Brother you would have to play to get a check that big. I, I mean, that's just a lot of money. And, I mean, for what? I don't know. It was nice. It was a surprise. It was better than like having a hired actor pop out of the audience, which is usually their play. So I didn't hate it. It was um, kind of heartwarming. Yes, it was. Um, I would imagine that Michelle, uh, this show's got millions and millions of viewers every week. I would imagine that Michelle was paid handsomely for being the lead on this show. I, I could be wrong. I'm not really sure. Um, I feel like that could have maybe gone to kids who needed Christmas presents on the holiday. Just, that's just how I think, I guess. Uh, your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I know of plenty of charitable, charitable causes that would be, uh, ready and willing to accept those donations like, uh sarcoma foundation of america or something cool i don't know throwing that right. out there um, Yeah, i feel like michelle probably I, I don't know i don't know what she got paid I, I i think i i think i have to look it up i don't think they get paid very much the whole like you're coming on the bachelor it's for love not for money that's what and, they say on the podcast but then you make your money afterwards by selling ads on instagram yeah which she she still can do. Yeah. Um, wow. I all I see is the the two hundred. No, I mean Nate's proposal was really sweet. I it didn't bring me to tears until they brought out the mariachi bands, and that like kind of brought me to my knees. It was just so sweet. I really enjoyed it. I was being sarcastic. Why do they keep doing that? That is the least romantic thing of all time. Um, also want to say that Caitlin Bristow did a really good job hosting. I thought that we did not need Tasha, even though I love Tasha, but I do think they just need to pick one or the other. They're definitely picking Jesse Palmer coming up this next season, but I did think that Caitlin did a pretty good job, especially since I'm pretty sure she got like a pretty late notice that, uh, Tasha had COVID and she was going to have to do it solo. Caitlin Bristow was awesome. Her her best job hosting the show was in the finale. She looked great. 
I, I thought she was terrific. And I, I think that she made a case to host The Bachelorette full-time. You know, Jesse Palmer's got The Bachelor. We'll see how he does. I like Jesse Palmer a lot. Doesn't mean he's going to be great at this. But I, I thought Caitlin Bristow was great. And it looks like Michelle made around $120,000 as the lead of The Bachelorette. And that is, that is less than I would have guessed. Okay, but it's not nothing. I mean, you're still making quite a lot of money, especially when you factor in, like, all the exposure and everything that comes with The Bachelor. I'm not feeling sorry for her, but, I mean, I'm sure they're going to get a really sick house together. Hopefully they stay together and prove everyone wrong. I say this every season, but I truly am rooting for them. I love both of them as individuals, and I think they look great together as a couple. But I just am still really shocked about Joe. I can't believe that I was so wrong about that. But, I mean, seeing that episode and how she was like, he's finally opening up just because he was shouting Michelle's name while riding down a zip line. I was like, okay, this isn't looking good for Joe. Yeah, at the end of the day, I thought Joe was kind of like a, a poor man's Nate. And she, she wanted to have a little bit of everything on her finale, and Joe just didn't fit in. And I, I love Joe. I'm sad that that was the case. Um, yeah, they're definitely going to have a sick house. Uh, Nate, sales executive, Austin, Texas, 27 years old. Who's, like, the last couple from this show that's, like, still together? Like I know, like, Joe and Serena are still together. That's paradise. But, like, an actual Bachelor, Bachelorette show – I guess it's Matt James and Rachel Kirkconnell somehow. And then like the three or four before them are all not together. Yep. That definitely tracks. Also, this is another like streak, not like a streak because technically Katie didn't end up with Greg, but like all the bachelorettes seem to end up with the person that they give their first impression rose to. And this is another example of that. Yeah, Katie ended up with the guy who came in like 17th on her season. You said Greg. I was like, what are you talking about? Blake won. But now I get it with the first impression rose. Something to look out for. No way that happens on Clayton's season. They make it too easy. No, only the women have that kind of foresight of like, this is mm. the one I want and stick to that. The men are like, this is the hottest one. And then they turn out to be like the villain. They're like, oh, shoot. I got to get her out. But it's already like week seven. That, uh, that checks out, actually. I can, I can totally see that being the case. That's great analysis. Yes. Uh, speaking of which, we see Clayton. <clears throat> they bring him out to do some mean tweets. Not a single one of them is funny, and he kind of missed the point by reading every single one in his head and then reacting before reading it out loud. It was really stupid. Didn't like it. Um, then they went ahead and did the whole preview of the season, and they were like, oh, you thought we spoiled it in the first preview. Now we're going to show you at their faces of all of the top three. So there's no mystery whatsoever. Um, but it, it, it did look juicy. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to talk about it. Uh, yeah, that, that just sounds terrible. But, um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I, that's something that we're going to do. Yeah. I do feel like Bachelor fatigue is in the air. There's been a lot of, like, back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back seasons, and uh, we're saddling up for the next one. I do actually enjoy Clayton, though. I'm ready for a Bachelor season. Yeah, back-to-back uh, -back Bachelorettes. I 
tend to think those are more fun for whatever reason. Uh, but, you know, I'm ready to go. I'm so happy to have a week off next week from talking about this show, though. That uh, That is a wonderful feeling. That Literally, just one week and then brand new show, two straight months. Terrific. Congrats, Michelle and Nate, our couple. Oh, also, did you see in the flashback where it was like, let's look back on their journey together. It showed Nate getting out of the uh, limo, and he's like, hi, my name is Esteban Julio Ricardo Vendela Rosa, and, like, went on forever, and he was like, but my friends call me Nate. Like, you got to check out Nate's real name. It's something unbelievable. I actually think his first name is, like, Bill Bobbius. Don't quote me on that, but it's something like that. I I must have missed that. That sounds incredibly interesting, though. Yeah, just something to note. Okay. Yeah, I'll look into that. That that wraps us up for another season of Bachelor Red Talk. Nate Dog brings home the championship. Say we're pretty satisfied. Wholesome season. Best of luck to them. Lexi, do you have anything else tonight? No, just glad she found her soul, Nate. Yeah, that's. Uh, that's emotional stuff. Thanks for saying that. I'm also glad that she found her soulmate. We will be back next week with episode 200. Finally, got it all timed out. It's happening. No bachelorette. That's great. But I will talk to you guys then. TTYL.